How can we make this easier for them? How can we make it more streamlined? How can we make it better? And it just takes time. You're listening to Take It Personally, a podcast about the personal side of business and the art of standing out. This podcast has been in existence since 2019. Granted, it was a bit of a casualty of the pandemic for a while there, (laughs) but technically we launched in 2019, so I'm holding on to that date. We've been around since 2019, and I opened a photography studio in 2020. And I haven't ever, I don't think, talked about that experience and that process and that whole other business on this podcast. And today that's changing. So I'm really excited today to talk about White Space, my other business, and discuss five lessons that I have learned from owning a photography studio for about three and a half years now. So little backstory, White Space is another business that I own with my husband. It is a photography studio that we rent by the hour. So I use the space for brand sessions, and then we have two ways that people can rent it. You can become a member, and you get a certain number of hours every month that you can use however you want, or you can rent it just by the hour as you need it. We opened in January of 2020, or we took ownership January of 2020, and then opened February of 2020. So we've been in business for a little over three years. Our lease is actually up next January. So we're having a lot of conversations about like, what does the future of white space look like? What does the next building look like? Is there a next building? Are we staying where we're at? Like lots of conversations over the past year. And I'm sure we'll continue having them over the next few months. Um, But ultimately, this has been such a fun and exciting business to pursue. It started as, like we started it as a DBA under Maddie Pichon Photography. It was very much just kind of a thing happening on the side. (laughs) Like it wasn't, I don't know that we had intentions for it to be bigger than that. Like we definitely saw the potential of having a rent by the hour photography studio in our town. There were other photography studios in town, but there were none really like what we've grown white space to be. Like we purposefully market to rent this space out and the photography studios that existed before were more on like a word of mouth basis. They were more, um, you know, like five to 10 people would use the same space and just kind of like rotate throughout the month. Um, And we wanted white space to really be its own business. But I think that we didn't quite know if it it could happen, like understandably, because it hadn't really been done. So yeah, it started as a DBA and uh, within not very much time, we were like, oh, this is, this is a thing. Like this could actually work. So then Whitespace became its own LLC and its own business. The biggest thing that I have noticed specifically over the last like two years after the first year (laughs) is that it takes time to find your groove. The first year was really difficult, mostly for me. (laughs) And honestly, that was also before Jeff, my husband, was playing as much of a role. Like now it's very equal partnership. 
And honestly, there are times that he does a lot more than I do. Um, He's more involved in like the technical aspect and any technology and like he's, that's his thing. And that's kind of the stuff that we're managing now. I'm more doing like the marketing, um, outreach, sales, that sort of thing. Um, And some of that I'm able to pass on to my virtual assistant too. So like Jeff is very involved. And in the first year, he wasn't quite as much. So a lot of it fell on me. And it was a lot. It was a lot. And it, it just takes time to find your groove. Not only are you learning a lot of things in the first year, but so are the people who are going to rent from you. And that was the biggest thing that we kept running into. Like we would, people would go over in their allotted time or stuff would end up broken or damaged or just not put back the right way. And I don't, I think, you know, at my core, I believe people are good. (laughs) Like, I don't think that anybody is like out to get us in the space. And so it was a really good learning opportunity. I mean, it didn't feel like that at the time. It felt like really painful, but it was a really good learning opportunity to be able to say like, okay, if we continue having this problem, what can we do to make it better, right? Instead of putting that blame on our renters who were also learning how to use like a new model of doing their business, How can we make this easier for them? How can we make it more streamlined? How can we make it better? And it just takes time. Now, um, we're, we're actually kind of in a bit of a growth season again. Like we see all of the rentals come through. And lately there's been a lot of new people, which is really exciting. Um, but obviously in the first year, everybody was a new person. Like nobody had rented the space before. And that was just a massive year of growing pains because they didn't know what they were doing and we didn't know what we were doing. Now that we have people who, for the most part, have been using the space for a while and continue to come back, we've built relationships with them. They know what the expectations are when they're in the space. They'll let us know if something isn't working or if there's like an issue that they're having. Like we've really built relationships with these people and it shows because the work is so much easier now. I've also learned that you get what you put in. I think a lot of people look at having a studio as passive income. And I don't want to say that it's not because the point where we're at now, three years in, it's quite passive. Like we don't need to do much of anything to profit every month, but there's still stuff that we have to do. And we've also put in three years of work up until this point to, to get to the place where we can profit every month. However, I certainly find that when I'm doing more marketing, like when we're really focusing on social media content, when I'm sending emails, when I'm doing outreach, when I'm making sure the website is updated, when I'm doing those things, our sales are higher. So there is a correlation. It's not like we can just, you know, sit back and relax. We also have somebody who comes in to clean every week. Um, Jeff and I like to stop by at least on a weekly basis, especially now that we've moved, like we don't live quite as close to the studio as we did six months ago, a year ago. So we try to make it a point to still stop by and make sure that everything is like functioning and nothing is too damaged and the plants are alive and all of those things. Um, So is it like a ton of grunt work at this point? No, it's not, but it's still work. And I think that people underestimate the amount of space that a business like this takes up in your brain. There's definitely still work to be done and you really do get what you put into it. The more that I market, the more that I'm thinking of different ways that we can like drive people into the studio and 
serve our members really well and those things like the more that I'm thinking about that and then taking action on those things the better that the business is doing it could easily be a 40 hour a week job now we that's not possible for us um and I don't know that we would want that if it was but it totally could be and so it's just something to kind of think about as we you know try and grow like revenue year over year that's something that I'm always thinking about is like oh man if I just had a little bit more time it could be that much better and I think that's probably true with anything so it's just being really strategic about the time that I do have and making sure that I'm making you know decisions that grow the business without taking a ton of time from me so it's not I'm this is not me complaining because Every month, I'm like amazed that we're able to make money without doing a whole lot. However, it hasn't always been that way. It's been a lot of work to get to this point. And there's still definitely a correlation between the work we're putting in and the money that we're making. So I don't know if you can call it passive income. But honestly, the more that I'm in business, the more that I feel like passive income is not like super a thing the way that I thought it was. Like I really thought I think so much of what is sold to you about passive income is like you're sitting on a beach drinking a pina colada. And I don't know that that's the case for most things, unless you have a really massive team behind you. And that's okay. I'm not scared of the work. I like the work, um, but it's just something to think about. What do Sephora, Lululemon, Tiva, and Scrub Daddy have in common? They're all brands absolutely killing it right now on social media. Their best kept secret? Personal branding. These brands aren't acting like big corporations hiding behind logos and color palettes. They're acting like people. They're utilizing influencers, user-generated content, and their own employees to turn their brands into powerful recognition tools that build their own reputation and rapport with customers, resulting in consumer relationships that keep people coming back and choosing their brand over all the rest. Personal branding is the secret sauce your business is missing to allow you to charge higher prices improve your reputation and become the personal brand photographer or insert your profession here in your area. This is a topic that I'm breaking down every single week in my email newsletter. You don't need to be an influencer to have a social media following that knows, likes, and trusts you. Whether you're a solopreneur, a big corporation, or something in between, personal branding can work for you to help grow your business. Each week, I send out tips and tricks so you can take simple action to grow your personal brand. Interested? Head to maddiepichon.com slash growyourbrand to sign up now. That's maddiepichon.com slash growyourbrand. See you in your inbox. Another lesson that I've learned is that no one is going to care for your things like you do. We have a really fantastic community of photographers in Sioux Falls. People are so kind and thoughtful and it's very like Midwest vibes. And even still, on a semi-regular basis, we have issues with like stuff being broken or not being put back properly, not cared for properly, um, people not cleaning up after themselves, simple things like taking the garbage out. And again, I, I think most people are good and most people mean really well, I think that likely they're you know trying to hustle out of the space so they don't go over on their time and all of those things like I don't think anybody means to leave white space in a state of disarray like I don't think that that is the intention that would be I think that would be really silly to assume however 
it is true that no one's going to care for your things like you do. And so making sure that you have systems in place that really set your people up for as much success as possible. And we're continually working on this. Like every time I leave the space, I'm like, oh, I need to make a sign for the door that has like a checklist of things that people do when they leave. Or I need to put something on the cleaning cart that explains like how to put stuff back or whatever. Like I feel like I'm constantly thinking of stuff like that because I want to make it as easy for them as possible to care for my space because I don't think it's realistic to expect that they're going to take the same care as I do. Um, And it's again, that's just kind of something to know and to think about. It's also something that I consider just the other day, someone asked if we had like a light set up that we would rent out. And I've considered it because I have a great light set up in my own business. And I have equipment that I've invested a lot of money in. And at this point, the thought of having that available to renters on one side, I'm like, gosh, that would be so awesome if they could just like come and have the lights already here. And like, that would, that would be amazing. And on the other side, I'm like, that's a lot of money. Sometimes it can be kind of challenging for us to know like if damage happened, who did it. We do have security cameras and we have a pretty good system for that. But there's still stuff that slips through and I don't want it to slip through when the thing that's broken is a $1,500 lighting setup. Um, So yeah, it's just, it's something that's constantly kind of running in the background of like, okay, nobody's out to get us. Like nobody is out to try and destroy the space, but also people are human. They've got other priorities. They've probably got a million things going on in their brain when they're in the space on the occasion that it's not taken care of as I would have appreciated or that it's not as taken care of as I would have liked, how can I continue to really set people up for for success? So that one has been kind of tricky to learn. In that same category, systems are key. Systems are key. Systems help you. They help your clients and customers. Like they help everybody. The reason that we're able to run Whitespace as passively as we do is because we have so many systems set up, specifically through like the booking and rental process. Like there are so many things that happen without us having to do anything. We set them up one time and they are good to go. So when people book, they get the code that it takes to unlock the door. They get all of the instructions. They get reminder emails after their session. They get a how was it email. Let us know if you had any concerns or problems. There's just so much that we automate. So we don't have to manage that. Like I'm not looking at my calendar saying, oh, we've got two rentals tomorrow. I've got to send out that information. No, it's all part of an automation. We wouldn't be able to do this without that, especially not to the place where we've grown. Like if I was managing having to send out, you know, to four different people every single day, all of their rental information, like that would just be totally unrealistic. We've also set up really great systems with our members. So once they buy a membership, that's also all automated. Like they receive a code and that's how they book their time. So we don't have to manage that either. Nobody's getting in touch with us and saying, hey, I want to book Thursday at three o'clock or whatever. That's all like they are in charge of that. They do it themselves. And that's amazing. Um, And we are always adding to these because we have issues, right? Like we've had people bring certain photo props or things into the space that leave like a really big mess. And so we've amended our systems and our contracts and our terms and conditions and all those things to say like, oh, this will result in a fee or a fine. 
oh, this will result in a fee. And so we're constantly, they're constantly evolving, but base level, we have a lot of systems in place. So there's quite a bit that we don't have to do. And then lastly, it's okay to try new ideas. I talked a little bit at the beginning of the show about how people rent the space. You can either rent it hourly or you can become a member. And memberships was something that I was actually very nervous about. Um, We started out doing punch cards and they were a higher price point, but they were a one-time purchase. And it was between that and people booking hourly, it was really hard to predict our revenue, like basically impossible. We were completely blind month to month. And Jeff came up with this idea of memberships, which is not like a new idea. There's a lot of studios that use the membership model. And I was just like, I don't know. I don't think it's going to work. I don't think that this is a good idea. I'm scared. I'm nervous. Like I was just, I was so nervous about it. But it's been such a game changer in how we're able to predict like revenue cycles in our business. I also think it has made us better business owners because we want our members, especially to have a really great experience. And so I feel like we're always thinking of different ways that we can like surprise and delight these members and make their experience great and make them want to renew their membership and tell their friends and all these things. And so that's just made us more thoughtful business owners. It's also really cool to have a community. That's something that I didn't think about when we opened. And we've been doing more events lately, whether it's like classes or we do headshot happy hours, which is just like a big headshot swap for photographers. And every time that we do these events, I'm always surprised at the people who show up because a lot of the time I don't know who they are. And one, that's really cool to me as someone who has built a brand that is very personal and very like focused on me and me knowing people and those connections. It's really cool to have this other business that isn't, it doesn't feel like it's that dependent on it. I'm sure that white space, some of the success of that is due in part to my personal brand. Like I understand that the two are connected. But it's really cool to have something separate from me, to be able to look at it and be like, I built that. Like, we're doing this like separately. We're doing this kind of on its own. And when there are new photographers who are like maybe younger and just figuring their business out, just starting their business when they show up to these networking events, it's just such a cool moment for me because that used to be me. Like, I was the baby photographer showing up to these events, not really knowing anybody, feeling like fresh out of college, like I didn't really know what was going on. And now I'm in a place where I can kind of mentor these new people and create a community for them to meet other photographers who are like them and grow their education and grow their business. And so that is such a cool added benefit that I didn't expect. That sense of community that's happening through this business is really special. I would love to talk more about white space on the podcast. I don't know if there's a whole lot of interest. So let me know if you like today's episode, tag me on Instagram, or if you're involved and a member of the Take It Personally podcast Facebook group, let me know how you liked this episode. There are so many things we could talk about when it comes to owning a studio and owning a separate business. And there are so many things that are really different from my personal brand. Like the content strategy is different. How we sell is different. 
how we market, um, the fact that I'm doing it with my husband, like <laughs> that's been different and that's been a learning curve, but really, really rewarding. So there's a lot of things that we could talk about. And if you guys are interested, just let me know. Thank you so much for listening to Take It Personally. If you're a regular listener, you might already know that some of the best conversations actually happen after the show. Head over to Facebook and search Take It Personally podcast to join our private Facebook group and join the conversation. We'll also put the link in the show notes. And if you haven't already, would you head over to iTunes and leave us a review? This is the best way to let other people know about the show and help us to keep creating content you love. You can also head to takeitpersonallypodcast.com for all the show notes from today's episode and past episodes. Thanks so much for listening. See you next week.